All right, here we are. Uh, lawyer talk off the record. I don't um, think we should cut that. We got to have our antics in this. It is off the record, but it's sort of on the air, um, which is where we are now. Friday afternoon edition. Lawyer talk. You know, this is one of those weeks. We both kind of dragged each ourselves in here, and I can't think of one minute this entire week that I was not busy doing something. It's been crazy. Yeah, it's like no time to kick back, no time to screw off, no time to to do anything. So here we are at the end of the day on Friday, at the end of a long week, uh, talking about lawyer talk. So what is it? It's March 2nd. March 2nd. I've seen a lot of madness lately. This uh, Here in Columbus, Ohio, March is sort of special. I mean, you get the, the – this is springtime. The sun is out. I mean, ironically, the sun's out after days of rain. And then you've got this March madness sort of looming in the distance. That's good for lawyers who like to do criminal defense work because – Where does Ohio State stand on this? I'm not following very well. Well, the Big Ten tournament is – I think Ohio State plays tonight, March They're number 2nd. two, right? I think they're number two uh, – I don't know. Yeah, uh, I think Big they're Ten. number two. Yeah. Isn't Purdue number one? Somebody yeah, told me Purdue's yeah, a ton. It could be. I should know this. We're in Columbus for heaven's sakes. But well, we got our phones right here. So look it up. Just, well, he's looking up, up the Ohio State seed in the Big Ten tournament. Uh, it's big times here in Columbus. Again, you got you got March Madness around the corner. You got the Ohio State Buckeyes coming back, just shocking the world, really, with uh, a, an awesome basketball season uh, after a couple years of being down. Then we've also got the Arnold. Bodybuilding exposition. The Arnold protein shake land. So protein shakes. Um, I, I don't know what uh, my my wife called it. Uh, what did she call it? The broccoli show. <laughs> <laughs> the kale shake. The kale shake show. Um, it just makes me feel so bad about myself. What's cool about it though? Like there, it probably started. I think as just a bodybuilding type of thing, and it's expanded. Yeah. It's huge. I mean, anybody. It's enormous. If you haven't been there. I mean, they're doing, I know there's kids doing jujitsu. There's, um, yeah. probably some boxing. There's probably some UFC. Is there fighting going on there? There's not. Well, I think there might be some smaller shows. I don't know why every, almost every year. I think actually your buddy Loper asked, uh, Dana White when he was part of the media scrum at one point, Hey, when are you going to come to Columbus? And the Arnold is a perfect time to do UFC. I may be wrong about that, but I thought he did. And, uh, I think it'd be great. I mean, cause the, a lot of those people over there are huge ultimate fighting. And MMA fans, and I know they have some of that small time stuff there, but I've never been. I need to go. I haven't been in years. I, I mean, just feel like I'm just going to feel terrible about myself. Well, you know, I don't have like, any tank tops either. If you don't have a tank top, you're probably not going to feel so bad about yourself. But there's, <laughs> you go to the restaurants around here, and you see, oh, yeah. it's like you can tell after the competition or after the weigh-ins, whatever it is, because there are dudes who look like they never eat right anything other than chicken breast and protein shakes, eating. Fries, burgers, yeah, desserts, because they, they obviously just did their thing or they weighed in and made weight, whatever it is. I don't know. That is, uh, I, and that area is a great area for food. That's just, it's got all the, all the popular stuff there. Yeah. Columbus has come a long way. I mean, there was a time when you didn't have that whole arena district. It probably wasn't nearly as exciting down there, but there's, there's lots of things to do. There's lots of places to go. And if you're into drinking, you can do that. Into eating, you can do that. If you're into watching, uh, bodybuilders, you can do that. Um, but you know what else? It's a big weekend. For steroid investigations, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've I've worked. I, mean, I guess we can talk about do law they, do a they little test bit. these folks. Well, know. you know, I, I represented a bodybuilder one time, and it was it was it was a steroid case, and it was also a cocaine case. Um, this guy was I, I don't know how how far up he got in the national ranks, but he was 
he was in it. He was in the circle. This uh, is just like powerlifting, or is he like a bodybuilder? Body okay. Bodybuilder. Where so they're like looking super tan and every He was that is, guy, right? Yeah. No body hair, super tanned. Yeah. Would get uh, cycle in and out of being in peak shape. And uh, it was a steroid case. I mean, the police had, had done a raid. He was accused of steroids and possession and trafficking and everything else. Um, and I just had a conversation with him. I mean, look, I like my client. Everybody. Yeah. I, I don't care if somebody does it or doesn't do it. I mean, we're here to help them. And, and I got, I was well, how's there a difference if I want to take steroids to build my body up? How's that a difference if, if I want to eat McDonald's cheeseburgers every night and make my body worse? Well, I know what, because one defines it as an illegal yeah. drug. The other doesn't. And yeah. you know what else? Um, I have a doctor who's a friend of mine, he's an MD, actually a DO, um, but a good surgeon. And, and I got to talking to him about this is years ago. And we probably were still in our early thirties, I'd guess. And he just said, look, if I could take testosterone, I would do it. I mean, it's like, I mean, now obviously it has to be done with some sort of control. I think he was saying, but like we, as men, our, our testosterone levels start to decline right. and it's right. just, it's the cause of so many issues that we have, but um, maybe we need to get a doctor on here and talk about some of these things. One yeah, day. that'd be good. That'd be, be a good. good guest. There's a lot of stuff going on in the UFC with that right now. Yeah. Cause they brought in somebody new and they're testing everybody. Well, here's what, here's what my bodybuilder said is my, my client. He, he said, listen, I, I asked, aren't these, don't they drug test this? How do they get away without drug testing? I said, oh no, they drug test. Uh, but they test for cocaine. Yeah. They test for opiates. They test for, yeah. at that point anyway, I got the, impression and i could be wrong maybe someone will call in or write in or something but i could be wrong but i i got the impression at that time they were testing for everything but steroids or uh if there were going to be a steroid test everybody knew when to cycle off so you would pass it there's a, a netflix special that's awesome i'm trying to look up the icarus icarus yeah icarus seen, is about the russian doping scandal i've, I've seen that and i I've think there's that. a doctor on there that basically says if you want to beat the test for steroids. It's, it's not hard to do. Well, and now with the modern stuff, the clear, I remember when that came out in the, in the baseball days and everything else. I mean, it's a cat and mouse game, I suppose. But if you're, this is like, we get the same, I get the same question from a lot of drunk drivers or people just talking. It's like, man, they were waiting right outside that bar. Yeah. Yeah. And they get the same response from me. Well, look, if you're going fishing, you're going to go where the fish are. Yep. You know, we go to Lake Erie, we're going walleye fishing. We're going to turn on the fish finder yep. and go where we think the fish are. If the yep. cops are looking for drunk drivers, they're not going to church on Sunday morning at 9 a.m. and sitting in those parking lots. They're going to right. be sitting outside the local right. watering holes. And the question is, is that legal? Legal for them to do that? Uh, it absolutely is, right? Absolutely. I mean, they can do yep. it. Um, and it They say, man, he followed me for 15 miles. Waiting on you to screw up. Yep, yep. Um, or maybe, you know, who knows what he was doing, but... It is a, I, I don't drink alcohol anymore, but it's still that same feeling. When you look in your rear view mirror and you see a cop in the rear view mirror. Oh yeah. I don't care who you are. It, there's a little bit, there's that little oh, pickup. Yeah. Your heart yeah. hits your throat just yeah. for a second. And then I can think through it, but yeah. it, it's, uh, anyway, back to the, back to the, we arm. had a moment years ago where we used to, and we don't do this anymore because we've all sort of addressed, uh, alcohol issues in our own world, but, um, Woodlands was a big place for us. This would be a Woodlands day. Probably it's Friday. We're winding down. This would have been a Woodlands day. We would sit at the bar and usually you and I drink Guinness and we'd have one or two Guinness, maybe three, but one or two. We tried to watch what we were doing. And I remember there was a time I was heading back. I had two Guinness. It was early. You know, it was five thirty, six o'clock heading back to my house and there's a cop following me home out of Grandview, turned where I turned, try to get to my place. Oh, 
It's right. nerve wracking. And I don't think, I don't think I was impaired. I don't think it was anywhere close to 0.08. I think I drank responsibly, but it's nerve wracking. Well, and that's the problem with that is that if people ask about drinking and driving, how much can you drink? How much this? I, 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 there's different ways we can talk about it clinically or even legally or even, you know, maybe we can find some toxicologist who can tell your body weight and what your precise thing is. But I, I always say this. If you're driving and a police officer pulls you over and you don't know and you're scared to take a chemical test, that is a breath test, blood test, or you don't know what to do, that sucks. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. that's the mm-hmm. worst feeling in the world. It really is. And this is a big part of what's coming our way because March, I mean, we got the madness. We've got the Arnold. I mean, people are being going out and having fun. Well, and this is what uh, maybe – Maybe the theme for this is amateur hour. Yep. You just got to watch yep. out for it because the police know what it is. Um, and like, like the Arnold, there are, I just, if you don't think that there's undercover police officers or even if there's not, that people aren't looking for trafficking and steroids at those kind of events, they probably are. I mean, it's probably happening right now as we're yeah. sitting here in yeah. my office doing a podcast. Just like if you're out there walking around drinking beers and you're not used to it. Or you just, you know, who knows? There's more law enforcement out this time of year, yeah. I would gather, looking for those kind of things than ever before. And there's this notion of amateur hour. I mean, I guess. Did I, did I read it right that in Short North, do they have an open container policy now? Can you walk around the streets of Short North in that area and uh, carry alcohol? I, maybe I did hear something. I guess we should We have to that. look that up. We should but know But I that. think there is. It's just like when they have, uh, they have another festival down here. What's it called with the, it's like the hippie pot smoking festival. Oh, he asked me too fast. This is Comfest. Uh, Comfest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do that. And then they block that park area off and you can drink and do whatever in there. Heck, you can take your clothes off in there. You want yeah, naked. you can pretty much do what you want in there. But that's, again, that's fenced off and the beer sales are, aren't they governed by tickets or something else? And that's a, that's a whole yeah. different game. The yeah. question, I think you're right though. I think on maybe it's like the first Thursday, whatever they do in the, the short north, you can walk around with your wine or whatever. I think they, there's streets that are marked and you can still walk around from shop to shop, which well, isn't a bad idea. I don't, I don't think, but. Now, it opens the door. You're getting closer to your car. There was there was a time, a day like this, sunny, nice Friday, like you said, be woodlands. It's like I would say sunshine on Fridays. That makes oh yeah, me, that makes me thirsty. Oh yeah, and they got that fire pit out there at woodlands. Yeah, and we would you, know, you sit out there, you have a couple of beers, do whatever. Um, but this time of year, everybody else has the same thought. So this this notion of amateur hour is that I don't think so much that people are going out. I think what you have is more people out and yeah. more people out drinking and maybe people who aren't used to drinking. I used to know somebody, I'm not going to mention names, but um, I used to know somebody who was a re- what he would call a recovering alcoholic. There'll be a whole nother episode maybe about alcoholism, but um, so let's call Adam. So Adam, Adam, right? So this guy, we'll, we'll call him quote, Adam, Adam would say, I would ask him this. I would be like, look, man, you drove home plastered every single night. Right. Um, how did, how did, what gives, how'd you do it? And he, he would say, he goes, you know, I just got good at it. I got used to being wasted. Oh, gosh. And it's an interesting thought, isn't it? If you're yeah. just used to being drunk all the time, you learn to function. It's like anything else. You can practice handling yourself better yeah. wasted. Yeah. And it's, it's not so much in a lot of it is your tolerance, at least with respect to how much you can ingest. Um, but it's, if you've never been drunk and all of a sudden you've got that feeling, like remember the first time you got a little tipsy, it's like you're probably acting like a goofball. Right. And you didn't drink much. You didn't, it, so, but it's not the how much you drank. It's a level of impairment, I guess we're talking about. And 
you just weren't used to being drunk. Oh, yeah. I understand what you're saying. Now. So you're yeah. just a giggling fool. You get your body used to it, yeah. But when you're, you know, when you're cool and you've been doing a long time and you can sit right. back and down your three martinis and act like you're cool and do it through, I mean, now, you, now you're, right. now you're used to being drunk. So the people who aren't used to it are probably the people who make a lot of mistakes driving. Um, and I don't know the science behind it. I, I probably should. And I think I've done some research on this in the past, but I think that's when we find the client that comes in. And has the, you know, in Ohio, here in Ohio, the, the legal limit as it is in a lot of states is 0.08. And we find these clients that come in with one sevens, one eights to one, you know, whatever. And a lot of times they don't feel drunk at all. No, they didn't feel like, like they, you know, they're, they're, the level that's showing in their system is clearly double the legal limit. Well, look, I'm no stranger, right? I was a professional when it came to consuming alcohol. I was good at it. And, when you hear people say, I just had a few drinks, and you really dig into that and you start thinking about what they had. Yeah, I just had four right. pints. Right. All right, what were you drinking? Some double IPA. Yeah, so double now IPA. you're like six, seven percenters, four right. pints. What's a, what's a pint? And, you know, so, and then like you say, well, were they like boy? pints or it's like, were they like the 20 ounce pints? Yeah. Not 16. And remember, the beer for the old schoolers was 12 ounces. Like the old, remember, and some, some even less. They used to be like the little eight ounce uh, highball glasses you get at the old school bar. Those are my kind of places. Yeah. You get the paps on draft and a little in the glass. It looks like you should be drinking orange juice out of it. Yeah. Now that I like. But then now it's like you get dudes who are drinking or even gals probably four pints of some double IPA. Um, and maybe they had a couple shots. Mm hmm. And then maybe they had a couple other, just other beers. Oh, somebody else bought me a couple of beers. I don't know what it was. I just drank. Maybe I didn't finish them all. It's because then they're getting a little bleary or blurry at the end of the night. Mm -hmm. and they're like, I didn't drink that much. And they, they got, they're comfortable enough being wasted that they don't think that's that much. And then they drove home. And I'm not saying, I'm not making any judgment here at all about how much anybody can drink or not drink, but their blood alcohol content is going to be through the ceiling. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, you're just going to be there. Mm -hmm. And if you're a pro, you are able by pro. I mean, you've been drinking a lot. You got your tolerance cooking. You're a regular, you get drunk three or four times a week. You know, you know how to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, you're the dude who wakes up on Saturday and waits till noon. You start tinkering around your garage at 10 AM. Yeah. It's like, eh, I mean, I have a couple beers. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah. I get it. I, I did that. Um, well, it's weird because we know that in dealing with some of the OVI clients, they have, I think it's the mass test, M-A-S-T, but they ask questions about, you know, whether or not you have an alcohol problem. And one of the questions I always remember is, well, have you ever drank early in the morning? And we always talked about before, it's like, well, if you live in Columbus, Ohio. Well, I mean, there's no footnotes. Yeah, right, right. right. right so you live in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. So what, what happens? I well, mean, I mean, you get pushed and we've gone to the tailgate scene. It's like you get, I mean, alcohol flows sometimes before sunup. And that's why you a need game. a footnote. It needs like, and see, in law, we talk about this. There's general rules and then there's exceptions. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever drank early in the morning? Oh, I mean, generally I don't, but yeah. football season doesn't count, does it? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> no, I mean, that doesn't count. Or wait a minute, fishing, yeah. does that count? Yeah, right. No, that doesn't count. Yeah. Uh, road trip with my buddies and he's driving. No, I, uh, I went to the Indy 500 with Vegas. My, it doesn't count in Vegas. Yeah, right. I went to the Indy 500 with my wife when we were in law school. And first of all, just to give a complete story here. So I was meeting some law school buddies that are currently lawyers in Indianapolis and we went to one of their houses and there was a bonfire. We got there later in the night and it was supposed to be the next day. And he's like, don't worry, I got a place for you to sleep. So we're thinking a couch or a bed or something. We'll make it through. And, uh, we get there and it's late and we eat food and 
nobody's really talking about where people are sleeping. There's a lot of people gathered out there and there's a couple cars. And I'm like, Hey man, what do we, what's the, what's the plan? He's like, Oh, we're not sleeping. You know, if you're going to go to the Indianapolis 500, if you're going to go in the middle, apparently mm-hmm. they open up the doors and that's where you drive into the middle of the, of the racetrack. Yeah, the, the infield. He's like, we gotta, we gotta leave like 2 a.m. So they're drinking, hopping into the truck with people in the bed, driving in this miles long line to get in this arena that isn't even open yet, but you just got to go early to get in the line to get in. And then they are serving what's called the brass monkey. And a brass monkey is half beer, half orange juice on ice. Actually a delicious drink, but it was bacon on a grub. Remember my, my buddy put out a, put out a grill, a charcoal grill, put, um, aluminum foil on top and then tried to cook bacon as if it was a flat top drinking a brass monkey. I'm, I can just imagine. Not my finest moment. Yeah, I can just, but imagine. I remember at two o'clock that day being like, I want out of here. Like even like as the race is halfway done, I'm just like, get me out of here. Well, I mean, and at that point you're seeing everybody, you're seeing cops everywhere. You're seeing people arrested left and right. You're seeing people with their shirts off. It's just, it is chaos. Yeah. Just Indianapolis 500. No offense for the race fans, but one and done for me. I'll watch it on TV. Well, it's just one of those experiences. People like it. Right. And and I get it. It's a chance to go party all day. It's like tailgating. And that is the exception to the mass test. Um, and you're talking about the test where it says if you answered, Yes, or if yeah. you scored like a yeah. more than five, yeah, um, it's not that high. No, I'd get like eighteen on that yeah. sucker probably. But it, it it is a good maybe it's a good tool to say, hmm, yeah, hmm. yeah. Well, you but, get like if you have a prior OBI, you get a lot of points too. So ever had like trouble with the law? Add two. Yeah, you know, I mean, ever yeah. you know drank before in the morning? Add two. And it's like you're at I'm at four before I even start. Right. So it's yeah. like yeah. That, that's bad. But uh, I. I I don't think, and I think the other exception ought to be college. The other exception before that ought to be like races or yeah. football games. Yeah. But, you know, we've all been through it. Now, what I don't agree with necessarily with that test is uh, just because you scored high, you, and I don't think the test says this, but I think a lot of people perceive it that way. Just because you had all those points, you must have this mystical alcoholism disease. Right. Um, I think might it might be a good way to sort of independently reflect on how you're drinking if you're still scoring high like you like yeah. like yeah. you talking about ever or are you talking about now because yeah. I know guys that drank in college and I would be just like ooh <laughs> and now they're successful guys and they don't hardly drink yeah. at all right so it's yeah. like I, you know I I don't I remember heading to an Ohio State tailgate uh, again this is from my, my kids were born and you were texting me saying hey I'm over uh I'm over, you know, by so-and-so. And so we headed over there to find you. <laughs> you looked at me and said, look at that guy over there. He had, uh, it was a quarter day and he had a long sleeve shirt on and he had shorts on, but he had clearly urinated down in front of himself. <laughs> right. And it, we're talking 10 in the morning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He sucking beers down <laughs> and you go, look at that. And he wasn't going home. <laughs> right. He wasn't going home. He was still partying. And I guess if we're talking about alcohol, I mean, what were we talking? We're talking about March Madness, right? Well, so yeah, we're talking about everything related to that, which is peeing down the front, right? Of your peeing stomach. down the front of your pants. But it's like I see it every year. These are guys and gals who go out after work. Ordinarily, day in and day out, they're going home to their wife, to their kids, to their husband, yeah. um, to their dog, to their neighborhood, where they're going to maybe take a stroll with a wagon around the cul-de-sac and just sort of hang out. But no, on March Madness, they're going out to the bar yep. and they can't wait to get there. And it's probably three in the afternoon and they start drinking and they're still wearing their suit clothes or their mm-hmm. nice clothes and 
the kind of socks that when your feet when you've worn them too long it feels like they're your shoes oh, yeah. are sticking to your feet yeah right? yeah yeah and there they find themselves when there's always maybe a handful that say you know what guys i gotta go they're getting the shit about going home to yeah. the, oh, what do you come yeah. on man yep. and uh but they go home and they're safe a lot of guys i was one of them play through you, you sort of skip through that, yeah. that that purgatory hour where most people are going home, but you're going to stick around maybe for the late games. Would you do it by yourself? Uh, did I ever do that by myself? No, I don't think I did. I mean, if you I always had somebody that would commit with, with you. You always, you always like look when you're a, when you like to drink a lot. There's one thing that you're really good at: it's finding people to do it with you. Mm. Mm. They, they, look, they're out yeah. there, yeah. and. It's, you can tell, I used to, I could always tell the professionals when, you know, you're still there. Yeah. Like you're hanging out. Yeah. And then the choice is dinner. Well, most of the time you skip that because your belly's full of booze and all you are is thirsty at that point. Now come time, it's nine o'clock, yeah. maybe 10. Yeah. You've avoided texts from your significant other. Yeah. All night. You, the tie is loose. You the lost sleeves count. are rolled up. You can't find your jacket. You, you don't know where your jacket is. You barely remember where you parked your car. You're lucky if you have your keys in your pocket, or maybe unlucky if you have your keys in your pocket. Um, like I said, your shoes are sticking to your feet or your socks. There's that nasty feeling in yeah. your feet. And you just know, you just know nothing good's going to happen. That is the worst feeling to me, too. Just as you, I, I play that through my head. I, I hate that. I hate, I hate, it's almost like, and I've had those nights. I'm, I'm like anybody else. I mean, not that I'm hiding from my wife or anything like that. I would tell my wife in advance. I, I guess I'm lucky like that. I have a, a good significant other, but I, those moments I've had that in my life, I'm always regretting it at that nine o'clock hour. Like what, what did I achieve in doing that? Right. It was a blast. Well, and maybe you of. laughed with your dudes and had a ball and did whatever, but we're laughing and shooting the sh- shit. Now, I'm having just much fun now, like, but it, it's like, man, now you got to, now you got the choice. Now you got the choice. Yeah. How am I getting home? Well, starts here's with you. Here's the logic. L. Yeah, we didn't have Uber or uh, Lyft yeah. back in my days, but it's like it's. But that's not good enough because your car is sitting in some lot, maybe downtown, maybe in the Arena District, maybe in Grandview, may, wherever it is. Your car is there, and you know you have to get to work tomorrow. Oh yeah. Worse, you don't want to admit to your spouse that you're wasted. You're just hanging out with the guys. And you don't want to have to admit that. So you got to. Oh, I see. You take an Uber. It's obvious. Right. Yeah. You take an Uber. It's obvious. And, and then you got to get driving back in the morning. You yeah. got to get your kids to daycare in the morning. So you yeah. can't yeah. leave your car somewhere. It's like you're screwed. Yeah. That's where bad decisions happen. Yep. That's where it yep. gets bad. And you know, it's funny. It is what it is, but man, it's like, then you start the car yep. and you hear it running just the radio. You start thinking, all right, I got it. I got this. Make sure it's like maybe even think about where all your stuff is. If you ever get pulled over, you got your insurance. Like you maybe you run through that checklist. Maybe you're just too wasted to even do that. Right. Um, and you're driving. And you know what? That's the one time your license plate light isn't working. Oh, you're right. Or you're like, you think you're, you're holding it all together. And next thing you know, you're like, I'm just going to call my buddy. He left Ooh, early. Yeah, yeah. So you start dialing. You look down. You look up. You look down. Yeah. You're off the road. You're correct. Yeah. <laughs> Get it fixed. Look around. Nobody saw yeah. that one. It's like, it's just, it's a matter of time. It's, oh, it's, it's that it's definitely. white knuckle, high anxiety. Most, I mean, rush. Most, yeah. Most people that come in our office to talk about, well, I got pulled over because I was weaving or marked lanes. I, I you know, I, got, I went outside my, my lane. Most of them say that. 
Yeah. It might not even be related to the impairment. Like, yeah, but I was just changing the radio. I was just, you know, we my, all choke. My buddy sent me a text. We all choke yeah. because you're so nervous about it. Or maybe you're not. Now, there's other dudes I've talked to. Look, we both have talked to more people who have driven drunk in our profession than, yeah. than, than who knows. But um, I get the guys. I talked to a guy. You know, he told me, he said, yeah, I went out. We started at this. Uh, it wasn't March Madness, but we started at this. Maybe it was. We started at this bar. Um and it's the kind of, it wasn't like a go out party bar. It was a drinker's bar. Um, okay. got drunk with a client. So they didn't have craft beer there. They got the bush light. Yeah, they might have, but it's like, you know, it's the strip mall drinker's bar. Oh, okay. Um, then went somewhere else to another bar. Then went somewhere else to another bar. And there, it's like the alcohol. This is the lose count night. You don't even know how much you had to right. drink. Right. End up at the strip club. Um, or at least the dance club that still serves booze. Drink more there. Um, and driving home. And I remember asking this guy, I was like, did you think for a second that you shouldn't be behind the wheel? And he sort of looked away like I'm doing now. Said, uh-uh. <laughs> didn't even cross my mind. I shouldn't be behind the wheel. It's like, it's he crazy. didn't have any capacity to even know. Now, I, like, maybe just what we do. We all, I'm always thinking about that, but well, and then I've seen the others that like, I think most people are scared to death and, or at least, very cognitive of cognitive, yeah, cognitive of what they're doing, so. and or maybe worrying or whatever. But this guy I just didn't even think twice about it, and he was going eighty on three fifteen. It's like, what, dude? What are you thinking? Yeah, he goes, right. I didn't even think. I didn't even think about it. Yeah, it's like, right. and that's you know, it's funny because alcohol does that to people. It affects that. It just attacks that part of the brain where you would worry about going 80 miles an hour on 315 right. at two in the morning after you've drank so many hard liquor drinks. Yeah. You don't even know how many plus beers. It's like most people would be thinking, rationally speaking, this is lunacy. Yeah. yeah. But alcohol just makes you not think about it. Liquid courage. Liquid courage. Um, and then back to our, our talk, this guy's driving home from the bar at March Madness. And, uh, you know, what, what, what do you think? The, what do you think the odds are making it home? It's like, you're driving the gauntlet. Yeah. And it might really depend upon where you live. And, and if you think it's like, we still the same kind of thing, man, all they were doing was out looking for drunk drivers. It's like, yeah, yeah no yeah, shit. That's what they do. Right. That's what, that's yeah. what they're doing. Why? Because yeah. it's dangerous, right? Yeah. People die. They work the third shift or the night shift. You know what I mean? They're working until the early morning hours. It's like, what do you think they're catching out there? It's like, as good as you are drinking and driving. They're just as good yeah. at catching you. Yeah. So it's sort of like smoking a bandit, I guess. It's like yeah. this little cat and mouse game, except you lose, right? You end yeah. up in jail. You end up with all these problems. How many times, if we had a dollar for every time we heard somebody say, yeah, but I was just like, yeah, like a mile away from my house, Man. Or two doors down from my house. Almost, like, almost made it. Made it. <laughs> and then it gets even worse. Man, I, I look, I know I, I'm drunk, but I'm just, I just live right over there. It's like, then they right. start making those right. statements. It's like, right. that's the cover up talk or the yeah. beg for let me go talk. That doesn't work either. Yeah. I mean, we got, we probably ought to dedicate, you know, we've got this OVI 360 concept. We'll dedicate uh, some episodes to what to do in those situations. But, um, uh, generally the problem is you're drunk. Yeah. You're freaking drunk. Yeah. So if you're drunk, you have to automatically make rational decisions, but your brain won't let you. Right. And right. I remember being drunk many times just thinking, man, I can, I can do this problem. And you know, I just can't figure out how. Yeah. I don't feel like. Because people obviously criticize what the officer did a lot of times. Yeah, but he doesn't know how much I had to drink. I mean, he's assuming, you know, we had somebody recently that was like, you know, maybe they should have paid more attention to make sure I was safe and okay and I was on the side of the road and my car was broken down and not worry about doing a drunk driving investigation. And it's like, put yourself in the situation where you're not drinking in a bar setting or 
with other people that are drinking because I've been there. Think about how easy it is to tell when somebody's had a little bit too much to drink. Yeah. And that's exactly the situation the officers walk into. They feel that, the, you know, when, when that window rolls down and whatever smell comes out of there, you know. Right. Anybody. And you can take a look and watch somebody's man. I mean, when you're face to face with somebody that's been drinking, you can tell. And, you know, the officers have to go through these field sobrieties. And I think rightfully so. You know, we have rules and we have the government and their infinite wisdom says these are the tests. You know, let's walk this line. Let's follow this pen. But, you know. It doesn't take – this is my Christmas party philosophy. Be, or you call it – the marriage madness is a great one. So if you're the guy that got stuck having to work late for Sweet 16 Day or night yeah. or whatever the hell it is, yeah. um, and you show up and all your buddies have been there yeah. for three hours. Fill and they're your, Filling your bracket. Right. They're at Roosters just pounding pitchers and you, yeah. you're, you're sitting there sober. You don't need a field sobriety test to know that Bobby, Jimmy, yeah. and Billy are all <laughs> fucked up, right? They know it. It's like they're yeah. already throwing yeah. crap around. There's bones and, and scraps from food sitting around. It's like you don't need a field sobriety <laughs> test. No, that guy's wasted. And so if you think that the cops are don't know, you're nuts. Yeah. And what's odd, what's odd is how many times are you drunk where you think, I'm going to be cool about this, man. Yeah. Just <laughs> I'm going to cool. play this off. Don't cool, worry. Man. I got this one. Yeah. I remember talking to cops like yeah. I wasn't really in trouble, but it was like a potentially charged situation. Like somebody's one of your friends is acting like jackass and you're like, all right, man, it's cool. I got this. Yeah. And you're talking to a cop and you think you're being cool. And then you look back and it's like, I was wasted. Yeah. <laughs> like you think that was, and the cop's like, look, man, just stand over there. Yeah, right. You right. don't need you. Right. I don't need your intervention. Oh, man. And then, well, then, then that's the other, that's sort of the bystander syndrome. Where you get the one guy, everybody's got one in their group who just can't let it go. It's like it's always yeah. they always got to get the one more. And if you start doing that to a cop, it's like you're gonna get arrested. Yeah, and they'll try to justify it later if they can't, or maybe yeah. they can. Who knows? But if you piss them off, you're gonna get arrested. Right. And if you interfere with your buddy getting arrested, you're gonna get arrested. Yeah. It just is this jackass I have a rule. Like that. Yeah. yeah. I have a they like they that. always. I want haven't to- talked to him in a while. He's he's one of my college buddies. I'll keep his name out of this, but. I mean, it's the same situation. I remember I was sober one night and I got woken up in the middle of the night, two o'clock in the morning, or whatever. And these guys were out and I was okay. I wasn't worried about the other two. I mean, they can handle their themselves, but they were downtown and they needed to ride home like everything else. And, uh, so I'm driving around downtown. I remember what the bar they were at and I'm driving by and I'm like, what the heck, man? It's three o'clock in the morning. They had to be standing right in front of it. They're not there. So I turn a corner there and my phone rings and it's one of my friends. He goes, Hey man, I said, what, where are you guys at? And he said, uh, just, uh, just go on home. You see that cop car up there with the lights on? We're all three in the back of it. <laughs> he right. still had his cell phone on. Didn't make it. <laughs> He's like, see that car with the lights? I can see your car. Yeah, yeah. What's going on? We're all in the back of it. <laughs> Didn't quite make it home. Well, and that's just it, right? You just, and they had the safe plan. You were coming to get them. Yeah, but I mean, they were probably being jackasses walking down the street, yelling and screaming and, and doing the stuff that they, that they do when, you, when you're drinking. I mean, heck, we've been out of OVIs where people have gotten pulled over that were the sober driver, but they were trying to drive drunk people home, and they're yelling out the car at people and oh, just rolling being down and hanging out, and they're trying to smack the driver or whatever, and they're swerving. And, and that's another good one. The March Madness, it's like some people will just take the soberest driver. Yeah. Well, I was the yeah. most sober of them all. Right. I mean, I, right. I was the one that was I – was I was the designated driver. We still had 10 beers. Yeah. Everybody else had 20. Yeah. <laughs> but you're, you're the guy that can drive. You ever watch the league? Uh-huh. You hear that shit? You gotta watch the league. There's a skit on the league though where there's a designated driver and they see him pounding beers and they're like, wait a minute, man, you're the designated driver. And he goes, yeah, man, I mean, if I have, if we need a driver, I'll do it. You know what I mean? So right. just, right. I'll just, do it, right. You don't mean sober. Yeah. Right. He's like, I go to the bathroom, I'll pop a mint, I'm good to go. Man. Right. Rock and roll. I'll make it home. 
Yeah. So you, you end up having to get home. And I, I guess the, the, the bad part of this is, is that most of the time people probably make it home. Yeah. I mean, I would assume that people that get accused of a drunk driving, that is not their first time drunk driving. It's like the opposite of roulette. It's like if, if you bet on a number, most of the time you're going to lose. But with drinking and driving, I sort of feel like most of the time it's the opposite. People get away with it. Yeah. Um, and that makes you feel like you can do the it. More, yeah. I did it one. I can sure. do this again. And then the alcohol makes you feel bulletproof. And next thing you know, you're rocking and rolling three times a week, driving right. home, doing whatever. Right. It's like, oh, I didn't drink that much. How many times you hear? I didn't drink that much. I had two shots and two beers and 22 yeah. ounce beers. Uh, how long? Oh, about an hour, hour and a half. It's like, dude, you're over legal limit. Yeah. What do you for think? Sure. You had two shots yeah. of whiskey and, and you know, they're not giving you the one ounce pours. They're giving you the, they're filling it up. Yeah. It's like you're drunk, right? Yeah. You just don't think it because you've done it so many well, that's times. That's what's crazy to me when these people that come to us with like, you know, an OVI within a month period of time or two month period of time or something like that. It's like it has happened in your world and you still found yourself in the car under the influence, you know? Yeah, that's a rough one. And we can, again, there's probably a whole nother talk about alcohol and its addictive qualities and what it does and what it doesn't do. But I mean, it's, it, it I guess it, to get serious about it, we, this is like hot time for us here. Oh yeah, for in sure. our office. I mean, As I've been doing seasons change. For I, sure. I do serious criminal defense. I do white collar stuff. I've been in federal court a lot, and um, but drunk driving has sort of been a staple yep. for all of us for yep. years and years and years and years. And you've got some hot times. You've got the holiday season, mm-hmm. so Thanksgiving, Christmas, yep. New Year's. I mean, it is just rock and roll. Why? Because everybody says the same thing. Am it people? It's amateur. People are out yeah. drinking when they're not normally inclined to do it. Right. Um, and then at the same time. There's more fish in the water, so you're gonna have more fishermen. You're gonna have more mm-hmm. police out. Yeah. Uh, and then it goes quiet for a little bit. And there's a rhythm in the in the year. Um, then you have the first sunny day mm-hmm. after we've been cooped up all through February, all through January. Christmas is long gone, or you, your exercise program is abandoned, <laughs> and now you're thirsty. So people come out in droves that first sunny day. It's happy hour time. It's sunny. I saw text messages from all my buddies. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, sunny makes me thirsty. Let's go meet. Happy hour. Yeah. Um, and then the basketball tournament starts and the Arnold starts. And it's like, next thing you know, you've got this hot time of year for us. By hot, I mean, we get busy. We make money. Mm-hmm. We get lots of clients because they're out drinking and driving. Um, or whatever else happens when you're drunk. Yeah. Uh, and then so at the end of March, and into April, it sort of after it sort of settles down. It's like there's not much going on, not much pro sports happening. The basketball stuff's over. I mean, yeah. it's sort of like, eh. And then Memorial Day comes around. Yep. And around here, you got the the golf tournament mm-hmm. again. Oh yeah. Just all day drinking. All day. That's another exception to the map the, test. One of the prosecutors that works in that area in that in that county. It's in Dublin, Ohio, but. Um, he had actually had to recuse himself because he was out watching the golf tournament and saw this person go smashing off the road and then saw the case come through on his docket and said, I'm actually a witness to this. We're yeah. going to get a different prosecutor. I saw this. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a big one. We'll, we'll probably be broadcasting for that. And then 4th of July, rock and roll. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Settles down again until red, white, and boom. Yeah, boom, and that's just like red, white, and get bombed. Oh, man, it's just, they got the horses out to try to Red, white, and bars, right, you see bars. Anyway, you, uh, and you, you get to football season, and it starts all over. Yep. So the point of all this, I suppose, is it is March Madness 
And, you know, on the one hand, we should say everybody go out and drink and drive because it's good for us. But obviously that's not the thing to do. I mean, look, we have Ubers. I mean, what? I, I've never even had an Uber. I've never, never jumped in an Uber. It? No. Oh, well, I, I love it. We were just talking about it the other day. Um, I don't use Uber. I use Lyft, not for any reason. I don't have anything against Uber, but I had some discount on a Lyft and I think they're awesome. I mean, they're, they are safe. They're cheaper than taxis. I can't believe it. And I see somebody getting picked up in a taxi nowadays. I'm like, why? I mean, it is yeah. a cheaper ride. People are pretty friendly. They all try to get high remarks because you literally can rate them through the app. So you can say, is this a good person? Is this person too talkative? Does this person stink? And so they want, like, I'll, you'll, you'll jump in a lift and a lot of times they'll have bags that hang over the back of the seats with like waters, gum. Really? Someone put phone chargers in the back. Yeah. Just so huh. you'll rate them high and they, you know, I'm sure they get. What's well, interesting though. Lift. It still takes a little bit of planning because yeah. you drove yourself to work. Well, yeah, if you're going to do that. And you're doing a happy hour. Yeah. To go watch basketball or to go hang out. It's like, yep. you you don't want to leave your car at some downtown lot. Right. My wife hates that. And it's like, yeah. but think about that. Think about that logic. Yeah. You know, somebody might break into my car. Yeah. I may have to get up early and get a ride. Man, I don't want to do that. I think I'll just drive home after drinking 15 beers and maybe get pulled over, maybe kill somebody, maybe you know, right. have this awful thing right. happen in my it life. No sense, yeah. it, it's really is a senseless, yeah. ridiculous decision. I mean, it's not even a comparison. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's so, it's so foolish. Yeah. Um, so I guess it does take some, some planning, but I mean, take an Uber back to your car. Take a lift back the next morning, right? Yeah. There, there's yeah. a point you, I mean, you can always, do, always do it cheaper with a you know a friend or something. But there's always a, there's always almost always a solution, but still happens. It'll be it'll happen until cars are automatic, and then even when they're automatically driven, there's probably still some way it'll it'll keep happening. But I heard they're going to throw breathalyzers in cars soon enough, uh, just across the board. It's coming. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's that's got to be all, coming. People will be having this, the the drunk drunk driver or the designated driver will be the one that just does the blowing. Right. Well, we just keep saying, man, Jim, this is my truck. I'm driving. Nobody's driving my truck. Right. Blowing into this darn thing. <laughs> yeah. And the, but their video, people don't get, we we'll have the interlock. You know, we well, should, maybe. we should get the interlock guy here oh, yeah, as a guest sure. He'd be, to yeah. talk about all the stuff. There's so much stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 there's, yeah, from what we're talking about, interlock, I always use the example. Have you ever seen 40 Old Virgin? I'm thinking like I'm constantly quoting movies on here, but that's an example. If you've seen that movie of an interlock device, it hooks into your dashboard. And you blow into it to be able to actually start the car. It registered your breath and determines if you have alcohol. And it'll lock you out if, if there's alcohol detected. And um, so what we're talking about is there's and there's been advancements in interlocks. They're a little bit more efficient because I remember stories when I was in high school of people that got drunk drivings and the court made them put the interlock device on. Well, all they would do is they had to get up in the, for work in the morning. So they'd go out there at 8 o'clock at night, start their car up with a full tank of gas, sober, and leave drink all night, leave it running. Half tank gas, three fourths tank gas. I don't care. Get up five a.m. and you get to work. Think of the power that alcohol has. Right. That somebody is willing like to do that. Yeah. I mean, if somebody just said, you know, it might get cold tonight. I think you should start your car at eight p.m. Leave it run all night, and that way it's nice and warm for you to get in in the right. morning. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, who would do it? Right? Yeah, right. Do it, right? But right. booze for drinking? I'll do I'll it. Make it happen. I'll yeah. make it happen. But now the interlocks are crazy. I mean, the, the well, they require a uh, moving blow. What do they call those things? The mobile. They got to blow into it while it's moving, or they do they do these tests after it's already started. Yeah, yeah. They have a hum now to them, from my understanding. So you literally yeah. have to be trained by the staff that put these things in to say, okay, I want you to hum at the same time you're blowing. Yeah. Apparently, it's I've had people come to me literally and say they can't do it. But that's how you do it. And then they'll beep at you, which I, I can't imagine that's safe. But 
it'll beef at you while you're driving 80 mile an hour down the interstate and say, you got to blow again because I want to make sure you're not driving while the car's in motion or drinking while the car's in motion. Yeah. I mean, I suppose what you could do is start the car, go to a drive through get your six pack or 12 pack. Right. Yeah. And then just drink. Well, that's what it prevents. And yeah. you can't even do yeah. that anymore. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. And so we do, we need to get that guy in here. I think he'd it'd be a lot of insight. He probably has a lot of stories too. He probably does. I yeah. mean, I've seen people do, it. I've seen people like go out and start their car and hang out at the bar all day. I mean, right. it, it I mean it's, and you hear these horrible stories about, you know, people with kids having their kids blow into the devices yeah. when they've been drinking. Yeah. It's sad. So I guess the bottom line here the is choices you make when you're, would get that alcohol to get that drink. Well, it is the alcohol. And it, it, there's no surprise. That's what that drug does. It affects that part of your brain. It makes you not able to, or it forces you into these awful decisions. But so March in Columbus, Ohio, you've got the Arnold. That is a high risk endeavor or a really fun endeavor. Yep. But if you go to, if you're going there to buy steroids, be careful. Don't do it. Whatever the, whatever I, would, I should say. Whatever the legal advice you should give. The legal advice is don't do it. <laughs> if you do do it, then obviously call us. But, and then you've got the drinking, which is in high order right now. Oh, yeah. And you got basketball. Do you think those big weightlifters can just hammer beers? Well, think what they're, you, there's, there's this, there's this, this condition called ketosis. And I think oh, a lot yeah. of those guys get into that. Oh, yeah. Where, you know, your body is burning its own, uh, fat, I guess, for fuel. And, and you just get this weak sort of dizzy feeling sometimes. Um, and I've had a lot of clients over the years who have had one drink and they're in this ketosis oh, mode yeah. and they're just That's out of it idea. and they're just out of it. Um, but I don't know if they, if some, I guess if they used to drink and they can drink, if they're not, they are. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it's like, it's just, it's this notion that everybody wants to go out and have fun. It's the highest risk time of year, but maybe that's why it's fun. Yeah. Um, don't think that they're not watching. Don't think the cops aren't going to be there. Um, and I suppose most important, you should call us if yeah. you get in trouble. Yep. We can help you. Day. We can help you. You got, uh, is your phone right by your bed all night long? It is. So it is. is mine. I mean, that's sort of sad. I've given up my world to such an extent that I don't sleep at night, uh, without thinking I might get a call. So my phone is literally right by my head yeah. at night. My wife loves it. Yeah, because I mean, it's not like you're going to put it on. And I actually done it just so it didn't wake her up. But when I thought I would get a call, maybe I'm worried about some client getting arrested. I've actually put it on my like you know chest or my. Oh, I've done that. It. You just bet. Put it on vibrate, so it just shakes me. I put it under me. my pillow, so it's on vibrate. Yeah. I know it's I, yeah. it wakes me up. Yeah. Um. Funny, my wife has actually awakened me and says your phone's, your phone's ringing. ringing. Yeah. Like, huh? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's it. But if you want to, if you want to think about a hard time, whatever your job is out there. Think about getting woken up at 2 a.m. and trying to knock the cobwebs out and answer a very specific question related well, to your job. Particularly, like if you're drinking. Oh, yeah, I didn't think of that. It's like, I mean, I've had to knock that crap out of my head before, too. It's like, wait, yeah. I, I was out yeah. tonight, too. Yeah, right. Uh, what do I do? What do I do? Uh, but, but, you know, it's it's second nature now for us. We can help. I mean, and it there is help to be had. Yeah. If you can call a lawyer, particularly – the What's lawyers happening? at two two four six one six one four two two four six one four two. But if you can call a lawyer before you make critical decisions, yes, you can head off some of the. You can make it better, yes, or at least you have a chance. And there's nothing wrong with calling a lawyer, but yeah, and we probably need to do a whole segment on to blow or not blow. We'll do that. That's a different yeah. day. That's a different day. But all right, well, here we are. We're going to wrap it up this Friday afternoon at Lawyer Talk, off the record, uh, but on the air at least until now.